0: Welcome again. Um, This morning it's good to see all your faces. Um, This is Baptism Sunday. Um, I believe this is the first time we've done it in the sanctuary in a while. So for a bunch of you, this might be the first time you're experiencing baptism here. Um, This is a very, very exciting day, Um, not only because of the people who are professing and taking this step towards in faith, but it's an exciting day for all of us who have been baptized, who belong to the kingdom. It's a chance of, of connection as well. Um, I was actually suggested to me by Pastor Linda. Um, in the church she grew up with, she feared that there was a Baptist street in the front, and the pastor would walk to the front, scoop up the water, um, and ask the congregation what our African brother said in Acts chapter 8, what's keeping me from being baptized. So I want to share that because, one, there's nothing new under the sun, and two, I'm like, that's good enough to use that, right? Um, I'm not that dramatic as you know for sure. Um, but. I do think that's an important question for us as well for so not only those of us who have been baptized, but perhaps this morning you've been thinking about baptism, or maybe you've never thought about baptism, but want to extend that invitation to you as well. The other Bible turns to Luke chapter 3. We've been working through the book of Luke. I've about good news for the law. So we're going to read a couple of verses where Luke describes the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. We'll be reading verses 21 to 23a, which is the first half. Luke 3.21 says this, When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like the dove. And a voice from heaven, and a voice came from heaven, saying, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased." Now Jesus himself was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. Let's pray together. Father, God, we thank you so much. For this chance to celebrate these young people and their faith. Thank you for the work you've done in saving the world, but thank you for the salvation that they've accepted in you, for the grace for which they have been saved, for the grace for which we have all been saved. Lord, we thank you for baptism, for not just a symbol to represent, for not just a sacrament that it is, but for this unity that we have in you, to the church, to one another, to the kingdom, for heaven, and for us. Bless us today, Lord, in the holy and name. Amen. So in the book of Luke, he has set out in the beginning to say, Hey, I'm an investigative reporter. As this investigative reporter, Luke has sought out witnesses who lived and walked with Jesus, who experienced the things that Jesus said and Jesus did, and so that is the perspective with which he brings us. As well as an investigative reporter, Luke defies himself as a historian. He's going to look at not just what the witnesses said, but he's going to be very, very keen about telling you studying the time and place where everything is happening. And then not only as a historian, he's also a theologian. Luke is going to be able to piece together all these prophecies that were promised in the Old Testament, all to say one thing, Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Anointed One. Jesus is He who was promised. And so before we get to the ministry of Jesus, we have the baptism of Jesus. And before we get to the baptism of Jesus, Luke is going to present a bunch of different of characters. We're going to meet Zechariah and Elizabeth, Mary and Joseph, Simon and Simeon and Anna. We're going to meet angels, shepherds, all these people who are coming together to proclaim that Jesus is the Messiah. And for the bulk of Luke, you're going to see the ministry of Jesus that shows he's the Messiah. You're going to see him empowered by the Spirit. You're going to see him tested in the wilderness. You're going to see him healing people. But before the ministry of Jesus begins, he was baptized. Before the ministry of Jesus begins, he had a cousin named John the Baptist, whose job was to prepare the way of the Lord. John was also a son that was promised, but he wasn't the Messiah. He was simply set to prepare the way of the Lord. And what we learn from Luke's baptism of Jesus, or Luke's depiction of the baptism of Jesus, is that very first thing is that it was communal. In Matthew's baptism is very personal. You have a, a conversation between Matt uh, John the Baptist and Jesus. But Luke begins by just saying, When all the people was being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. Teaching us as a theologian, as a historian, as a vestibular reporter, that when we come to baptism, it's a communal experience. So it's not just about Caleb this morning. It's not just about uh, RJ or Macy or Natalie later on this morning. It's about the community of faith. Not only is it communal, baptism was worship. It's a in obedience yes. But it's a worship service for the rest of us. Because as Jesus was praying, heaven opened. The gospel teaches that when one person comes to to, to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, heaven rejoice. I believe that when one person comes forth to be baptized, heaven opens. And God says, This is my child in whom I am well pleased." Baptism is Jesus' submission to John as well. And God of this universe, the Messiah, the chosen one, the anointed one, says, Let it be so, John, teaching us again that this step of obedience It's not just God giving it to us, but God himself giving it. That's the significance of baptism, that Jesus says, for now, this is the way you can be obedient. It's a fulfillment of the prophecies of the law. It's obedience to God. And again, in baptism, it's an invitation from God to us. See, what has happened on the inside, Lord, before my community of faith, I'm making this profession on the outside. And so this morning again, you've never been baptized, or if you were baptized a while ago and you don't remember where you were baptized, that has some sense to you, but if this is something that you're interested in, we would love to baptize you because this is a sign of the one thing that we can do to show approval by Jesus, the Spirit, and the Father. See, baptism is just a historical sacrament. It doesn't matter if you go to 2023 Harrisburg or or 1523 Wittenberg, or our 1043 Antioch, or our 500 Colossians in all But when Jesus is a, goes up to heaven in ascension, from the beginning, Christians have been baptized. Now, now, some people, they sprinkle. God bless them. Some people, they get a pitcher and they pour it on you. God bless you, too. We tend to do a little bit different around here. See, for us as brethren in Christ, we go back to the Greek, and the word in the Greek is baptizo, which means to differ walk. So we differ walk you for we'll emerging. And I pray to God we do it gently, right? Yes, that's me talking to myself. Because some of you seem to think I'm a little forceful sometimes. Not amen, Philip. It's not the time we need an amen, Philip. You got to say so those deliberations. The so baptism is not just the sacrament that's been in the church forever. One well, of the beauties of the church is that over those 500 years, those increments I just shared, there's been so many different focuses of the church. And the things that have remained has been the centrality of Jesus. the the of Jesus, for jesus baptism. So this outward show of what happened in such. Now, as brethren in Christ, we also happen to be Anabaptists, which means we are the original re-baptizers is that after Luther's reformation of the Catholic Church, we the Reformers, the need a Radical Reformate company to kick the door open. And as we look at the scripture, we saw time and time again people believed and were baptized. The Acts of the Apostles will give you not just the day of of thousands of people being baptized, but you'll meet Simon the Sorcerer, the African officer, and actually the Philippian jailer, Christmas, the synagogue, you'll see you believed and you were baptized. So for us, baptism... Is the line of not just the Anabaptist 500 years ago, but from the very beginning of the church. And so for us, baptism is this connection point for not just the Anabaptists 500 years ago, but for every Christian who's ever lived, for every Christian who will ever live, and for all of us who are living now. What a beautiful worship service. So not only is it a the sacrament and heritage. It is what John called eternal witness. The early church mothers and fathers in the Vulgate says, in heaven there are three witnesses: Father, Son, and Spirit. But on earth, there are three witnesses: the blood of Jesus and what He did on the cross, the Holy Spirit did then comes and lives inside of you, and the water of baptism. These eternal witnesses testify of the work of Jesus and all our lives. Now, when we talk about our faith, we always talk about a walk and a journey, a life. It's living for God fully. I and mean, then we start talking about our walk, our journey with Jesus as discipleship. And as we've been learning and doing, we can't be disciples if we do not obey We cannot be disciples if Jesus is the Lord. We cannot be disciples if we don't do what He says. So this morning we baptize. Because this is Jesus' commission to us. Go and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. We baptize also as preparation for ministry. And this excites you. It doesn't matter how young or old you are. Jesus was 30 when he got baptized. But it was his entrance into formal ministry these young people this morning. We're also inviting them to use their skills, their gifts, their ability into ministry for the Lord. Now baptism does not save. It is a symbol. In and of itself, it has no power. But what a symbol it is of being dead dead to sin and alive to Christ. To be dying to the things that destroy the rising to new life, To be washing away those sins, that, brethren, in Christ, we ask you to, to go on your knees in the water, and not only if it emerge then, you know, some see that say they, they send you backwards, and our church mothers and fathers did been like that, because for them, that's the pastors doing the work. But for you to take a step forward is a sign of your submission in baptism. It's a symbol, yes, but what a symbol that I'm committing my life in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. So why do we get baptized? Simply because the belief in Jesus Christ is both personal and communal. Simply because this outward display is it's inner commitment. And because we are seeking to be obedient. Before we get into the water, we're going to invite, I guess, our candidate now is Caleb. And he's going to come up here and share a little bit of his story. The ask them all this year, what has God done or what is God doing for you? I think it was simpler than that. Why are you choosing to be baptized? But for all of us as the community, how we can join into this worship service is, one, a commitment to prayer. I think we have a picture of the, the candidates that will be baptized at 11 a.m. So i to throw that up real quick. And we'll see Caleb. Oh, they're all on the same picture. That's easier, right? So these are the people who are being baptized today. So what can we do as a community? The first thing we can do is a commitment to prayer for their life, for their journey, for their walk in discipleship. That this new life in Christ that they're professing, that we as their brothers and sisters will come alongside them, not only in prayer, but in discipleship, walking with them in the Lord. Because this new commitment they're making before God is also before you. We as a community then can make a commitment to them that not only will we pray with them but we'll journey with them too. So Caleb, we thank you for your obedience to following Jesus. We thank you all for your love for these people who will be baptized. Caleb, we know this is a lifelong journey, but we welcome you today. Please come up. Jesus is God's son. He died on the cross for my sin. He rose from the dead, and he is become king heaven and earth. This is why I want to be baptized in Solomon. Amen. The scripture that Pastor Bree has picked for you is 1 Peter 4.10. It says this, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in his various forms. So we will be doing a baptism in the water, and then after the baptism, Pastor Bree will say prayer to Caleb, and then you all welcome him and clap and celebrate and cry. And It'll be great. Let's go get To baptize Israel, because he appeared to respond to God's call. In Jesus' Christ, God has promised to forgive us of his sins and to join all of us together as a family of faith, living in the riches of the church. He has delivered us from the darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son. In Jesus' Christ, God has promised to be our Father and to receive us as sisters and brothers in Christ. Know that the promises of God are. Sin, you will be ready to oh, yes, My brother Caleb, in coming to baptism, do you declare your faith in Jesus Christ and now that you have wanted to be a believer in disciples? Caleb, have you received Jesus Christ as your Savior? Yes. Do you believe that he has forgiven your sins? Yes. Okay. you mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> Because of your confession of faith, and that assembly of him who is the head of the church have baptized him to the death of Christ and the newness of life Game. You guys gonna sing a song or something? We're gonna out of our
1: 50 office. Hey, we are
0: gonna join in singing uh, probably a probably new song. Um, you may have heard it, but um, this song is called "Run to the Father." Um, I think it's a beautiful um, picture of new life and grace. Um So I'd enjo- uh, invite you to stand and join us in singing if you're able to do that. Um, and if you feel called to stand and we will sing a song together and any pastors that might be available to come up and pray that would be fantastic please feel free um, if you want to respond to um, the baptisms today or anything else that you've got going on pastors will be available for prayer (laughs) Come <laughs> we I love. And so i All I you. i i you. I'm in the I'm in the I'm you. i you. I'm job for all of us to do this is what Jesus has to do and if this is indeed some of the last words that he does then it's almost like a, a deathbed uh, confession well how do you have deathbed for someone who's resurrected i don't know but it's alive and it's what he expects us to do right when they die, you try your best when they're living they're walking. this is what like Jesus says in Matthew 28. then the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told us to go when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. My prayer for all of us is that we would hear this commission. We're helped in the Greek together, the verb actually doesn't say, Go make disciples, that he says, having already been sent. So may we hold on to that as we go today, that Jesus is up in heaven, that the Spirit is inside of you, that the body is all around you, having already been sent, may we all go and make disciples. How do we do that? We teach them everything that God has taught us, and so we baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And as we go, may we know that our Jesus lives inside of us. That our community that's all around us is buffeted and held up by the same Jesus who promises what? I will be with you always, even to the end of the end. Father God, we thank you so much for baptism and all it symbolizes and represents for us. God, we thank you that you so love the world, that you gave up your son Jesus. You so loved us that you gave up your life. Holy Spirit, you so love us that you now come to live inside of us. We thank you for baptism and this reminder that in following Jesus we are dead to sin. That we live lives live, live, and resurrect us in new life. That we have died to the old man. That we arise and walk in life of, of the new life that we have in Christ Jesus. In baptism we said, divide the things of old. May we be the new creation you created us to be. In baptism we remind reminded, Lord of the work that you've done to save us, of the personal decisions that we have made to follow you. And the Lord, we thank you for Caleb, and we thank you for, for Reggie Jr. to come, and maybe and, and, and Natalie to come later. That we, as a community, not only celebrate the baptism, but pledge ourselves to them, to pray for them, to walk with them, to journey together with them, and, yes, Lord, even to disciple them. Because you have blessed Caleb and Natalie you have blessed our day, and you're made you have to me with so many skills and gifts and abilities. Lord, may they use this for your kingdom come and your will to be done. And may we partner with you and them, and your glory to come down. You're holding the precious thing. Amen. God bless you all. Have a good week. Thank you.